Hey everybody, welcome back to Shadow Work Podcast. We're back <laughs> so fast. Um, so yeah, I sat down in this episode to talk to Lars Kamphüft, who is a karmic artist. He's doing something called Working Poor. It's a Instagram, um, how to say, series. So you should definitely go check that out. And um, we, so we met randomly um last week and we did like a really fast very unedited episode and we wanted to meet up again and do another one because we felt like there's a lot to talk about i've been wanting to start up shadow work podcast again so so we did that and we had a good talk like we touched on a lot of really interesting and serious topics and yeah i'm just putting it out there and then i wanted to say about the last episode there was a gap like a three minute gap in the recording so a lot of people didn't hear like the final minutes of the of the episode i've uploaded a new one so if you're interested you can go back and listen okay thanks for being here i love you bye yeah so we're switching to english yeah okay hey Lars, welcome welcome back in the studio (laughs) (laughs) thanks for having me back yeah so um we met briefly last week and had a little impulsive chat and then we decided to to do another another talk today a little bit more less improvised but still not too uh... <laughs> yeah we don't know what's going to happen yeah but it feels like there's a lot more to unpack than uh, what we had time to get into last time yeah and um maybe it's it's fun to start uh, by <laughs> addressing our different approaches to this because when we talked about doing a second episode, I mm-hmm. said, oh, well, then we have to do a, make a plan and do a disposition. And then you said, no, I, you wanted it to be spontaneous. Yeah. And uh, I ended up also not making that disposition because I think maybe this is more interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. But obviously there are some things that I'm curious to talk to you about. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I brought something along to sort of kickstart the, the, the conversation. Nice. And uh, I know it's uh, it sucks to show something visual on the podcast, yeah. but uh, <laughs> yes. but but I think maybe if we describe what it is, yeah, um, I I kind of want to ask, uh, what do you say when you're presented with Mickey Mouse? And I can say that this is this is a collection of uh, old Mickey Mouse comics from the thirties. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, that's interesting. Um, I, I because Mickey Mouse is like, I love Mickey Mouse like from the twenties and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I love yeah. the the black and white and weirdness of it. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. I love that shit. It's like, and that's yeah. a very different Mickey Mouse than the one maybe we know today or that we see today. Yeah. Um, and well, the reason why I brought this was uh, because. I was thinking, like, what is our common ground? Yeah. Where do we overlap? Yeah, and, and I think, uh, yeah, and that's a perfect time for you to kind of introduce yourself, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I am a cartoonist, primarily. Yeah. Uh, so I draw comics and I write as well. Um, and uh, I think what I see that we have in common is that we use some traditional cartoon language, but then we both combine it with a more modern sensibility and I mean, we're very different as well, yeah. but um, but we both use the cartoon language and then we sort of uh, use it to tell more adult stories uh, with a more uh, modern sensibility, I think. Yeah. Um, and like, I know you have a Betty Boop tattoo, for oh, yeah. instance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, that's not uh, Disney, but you know, it's still, it's that 30s. It's that uh, vibe, yeah. 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 Um, and, and... I'm also curious, like, why Betty Boop? What's, what does Betty Boop mean? It, you know, nothing in particular, but I'm not... The, because my tattoos don't mean anything, really. I mean, some of them mean something because that it was, like, an instant in time, and some of them even show me that I should have said, like, I don't want this fucking tattoo, yeah. you know, like, setting boundaries and stuff like that. <laughs> but yes. the, And the Betty Boop, I think it was on a flash. My friend like does tattoos and he he did a lot of mine and he had a flash or something and i saw it and i was like oh it's cute i like that it was you know it had it had a what do you call it a bat with you know so it's a little bit and it's heartbroken and so you know. 
And you know, it is funny because Betty Boop, uh, I don't know how familiar you are with the character, but you know, she's she's different from like Minnie Mouse or uh, you know, a lot of those other uh, old school cartoon women in that she's not like someone's male counterpart or, or she's not the female counterpart to a male character. Right. So she's like, she's kind of a liberated uh, girl. Like she's like a flapper, you know, yeah. she's, uh, <laughs> she's partying and singing and, uh, and stuff. Uh, so that I feel like there's mm. some... Uh, comparison right nice yeah, yeah. I like it. i never <laughs> thought about that that's nice that's really cool mm-hmm. fuck yeah pretty poop <laughs> <laughs> but i think our work overlaps in much more interesting ways you know when we're talking about like gender and exploring your dating and yeah trying to figure out how to have intimate relationships with with people and like fucking it up and you know yeah yeah, I think if if, uh, if 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 we assume that listeners are familiar with our work, yeah. I think it's pretty easy to see that it's almost like the the, the male and the female uh, angle on some of the same. You you said that before, and yeah. I was like, I don't I don't think because you compared me to your your female character, right? Or what? Um, no, more like our our uh, perspective on the same subject matter in some ways. Like, for instance, one of the things that I was thinking about is, you know, um, women are shamed for having too much sex. Yeah. And guys are shamed for not having enough sex. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's yeah. like the my male character is trying to get laid, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, also finding love but <laughs> you have to start somewhere <laughs> yeah, right yeah. <laughs> priorities <right? Yeah. laughs> and and you have a character that uh, has a lot of sex yeah and then she's sort of dealing with all the uh, guilt and and the and the shame of yeah. that yeah yeah and what did you think when you read my book Well, I mean, I thought it was really interesting to see it from your perspective, you know, mm-hmm. but and I, I think that I saw you also, you know, being very honest and vulnerable about having self-doubt and like self-hatred and like talking down to yourself and stuff, mm. you know, and I really recognized that. And I think when I set out to do pseudo this is one of the things that I realized about myself was how much like negative self talk I had going on, yeah. you know? So I think for me writing pseudo and looking at like having to look at myself from an outside perspective from above forced me to see, you know, that what was really going on in my mind. It's been quite intense. Yeah. That's interesting that you say that about the process because one of the things that I found when I wrote something awful, which it doesn't have an English title in my yeah. book, but that would be the title. Like, if you were to translate the title, it would be called Something Awful is Always Just About to Happen. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I uh, found out was that when I told the story, I kind of had to zoom out a little bit mm-hmm. and sort of see it from, um, from a, a higher point where I could not get away with uh, just feeling uh, pity for myself you know I, I had to like also ask myself what were the other characters thinking in that situation like if there was a scene where the main character uh, is ditched by a girl for instance uh, I couldn't just say oh you know she's stupid she doesn't understand her blah 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 I, I felt like I had an obligation to also try to figure out like maybe what does he do wrong and mm-hmm. like thereby I also had to like look at my own actions yeah. right yeah and I had to say like okay, maybe I wasn't just innocent, maybe I had my own, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, shortcomings or, or I did some things that weren't very nice, actually, when you think yeah. back on yeah, it. Yeah, me too, definitely. And having to look at that, I mean, I've looked at that through also 12-step programs and stuff like that, right. you know, like, so I've gone really deep into it and also into the shame and guilt. And then, you know, and then it, it, that brings me to the gender binary, right? Because... Mm-hmm at the end of that journey of feeling all that guilt and shame because I was a sexual woman, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then coming back 
around it and like letting go of that and and really realizing how biased it is you know yeah. like how many limits there are on me because of my gender you know it's mm-hmm. and yeah just freeing yourself from that and that thing about limits on your gender that is also like that's the reason why i've made my book um because i'm i'm well aware that women are being oppressed in a number of ways and and there are structural challenges against women and i mean obviously you know all the top leaders and guys and stuff it's men and but but then there's also another side to it which is also that men uh, tend to die 13 years before women for instance and you know there's all these statistics saying that it's also men who are most likely to become homeless mm-hmm. or to drop out of school yeah uh, so there's like inequalities on very different areas right yeah um and i was just i was so tired of no one talking about it on the male side of it yeah um, yeah and i think it's really brave that you did that you know thank you yeah yeah, I mean, I, I for me, coming out with Soto was really a lot of shadow work, you know. I didn't want people to know that stuff about me either, you okay. know. I was like, no, it's really, it, it wasn't easy for me to do. I had to pray a lot. I prayed a lot. I cried a lot. And yeah, um, but... So, so what made you go with it anyway? Like Because I had this idea that my story in some ways was universal. Not yeah. for everybody, yes. but for some people. Yes. And I wanted to share it. And, and, and again, also because I felt like we're not looking at it. Like, why why was I numb? Like, why, why, why did I actually lose my ability to love? You know, mm-hmm. because that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I wanted to investigate. And that's what I'm doing in, in the other books that I'm doing after pseudo is to investigate like why like what happened actually just to look at it and just to describe like well this happened and these yeah. were my actions and yeah sometimes i was a bitch you know and then it's a spiritual journey for me as well right so yeah. so i think i'm so and that's so weird because i'm so far from what i kind of depict in pseudo you know i'm so far from that now it's crazy but you were closer to it or yeah i mean yeah yeah yeah. i I, yeah i did that was my behavior you know i i can relate to that because i also feel deeply ashamed of of some things uh that i did back then and i i feel like the only thing i can i can say in my own defense is that i've tried to like educate myself both in terms of myself and also the the bigger picture the the bigger world right yeah and trying to become a better person yeah um and i i would say like the first week after it the book was published i thought to myself uh this was a mistake uh i probably shouldn't mm-hmm. have done this because it is you know like you say uh, everyone's gonna see and it's not like uh, i put uh, i put any real people in in the sense that people were able to say, oh, that's me, and I didn't say that, and how dare yeah. you, and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, it, it was still, like, very personal, obviously uh, vulnerable uh, subjects, right? And I don't know if, if it had been received poorly. I don't know how I would have dealt with that. So so I'm very grateful that it, it was received so well. Yeah. Um, yeah and I think that happens almost I don't know if it's automatic but when you I think when you because you help other people by sharing that stuff that nobody's talking about right mm. so I think and I think when people see that and they see like a vulnerability I mean that's how I feel with Soto that people love the book because yeah because they see themselves right I mean it, I think you said it very well when you said how it's universal and that's exactly what I found too along the way in the process was that the closer you get to yourself, the closer you also get to other people because all those things are the ones we have in common, right? Yeah. Like love and shame and sex and, and all that stuff. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's um, you know, it makes you think that those are the things we're most afraid to, to talk about or to admit. And then that's actually what enables us to connect to each other yeah, on a deeper is. level. Yeah, it really um, is. So I'm I'm very deeply moved actually by some of the the responses I've I've gotten and um yet I still I still feel like 
you know, I still would love to see more people talk about these yeah, things, right? Definitely. And, and uh, you know, I, I still, I think there are so many women who are, you know, doing a great job of like talking about uh, injustices and, uh, and and liberating themselves and, mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, I, I don't see a lot of men uh, doing it. Yeah. And do you, do you, do you get this, do you get the feeling that, you know, uh, we we praise women for also adopting uh, male characteristics, but we don't praise men for uh, adopting yeah. female yeah. characteristics or yeah. like traditionally totally. female. Yeah. Because um, yeah, yeah, because there's no worth in it. Exactly. Unquote. Exactly. It's so fucked up. It really the is. Gen- the gender binary is the most fucked up thing. Yeah. Like, and it's such a programming that's been put in us. You know, like also with romantic relationships and how that's supposed to look like, mm. you know, that it's like such, such a myth, like, does it exist? Like, mm. you know, and I don't know, I feel like I spend a lot of time like trying to figure that shit out and wanting, you know, something external that I thought was going to like make my life better, you know, like yeah. for instance, if I had the relationship, um, but I don't know, now I finally totally let go of all of that and feel free it's just nice so are you are you not angry anymore no (laughs) that's amazing yeah i'm still angry yeah that's (laughs) probably good that's probably good i yeah maybe and what are you angry about well i'm angry about all those years i spent feeling ashamed of myself yeah you know and and uh all the time i wasted being trying to like live up to to what i thought uh, I should be as a man, yeah. you know, and it's not even over, you know, because that shit is still like, like you said, it's so deeply ingrained, right? And it's hard day to day to have to like, you know, uh, make up your own, you know, rules for your own life from sure. from, from scratch, for right? Sure. And that is pretty much what we all have to do uh, these days, right? Because yeah. um, there's such a big difference just when you look at our parents and that generation yeah and and some of it is great like some in some ways you know i know that i've been able to sit down with with men my age and have conversations that our fathers could probably never have had yeah. and uh, at the same time we still have so much work to do right because we still need yeah. to figure out so many new ways of living and relating to yeah. each other yeah um, yeah but it's on i think the wave is coming you know and i just think like concerning the anger i mean I was angry. I mm-hmm. really was. Um, yeah, and and I because I felt like that my some of me had been kind of fucked with, you know, like yeah. I, I I had gotten so far away from who I actually am mm. that it was really crazy. I mean, and but then you know, but then but then why now waste time being angry? Why not be you know? So what, yeah, uh, but at what time did you, did it turn around for you? Like what happened to yeah. turn things around? Yeah, that's an that's a interesting, but also like, yeah, I don't know if it's a long story, but... Bring it on, okay. right? We can, yeah. have, there's room for long stories. Okay, okay, so I, so, okay, so that, okay, I was married to a guy for nine years. Mm-hmm. I got, I split up with him and then I went on this rampage that is Soto, right? And I was just you know, hooking up with people and fucking shit up and like having all these different guys, you know, in my rotation. And I didn't give a shit about anybody. And I felt like that was fine, you know, because I was like, they don't give a shit about me, Mm. whatever, this is whatever, you know. And, but it turned out that I was actually hurting people's feelings, you know, Mm. and I was, I wasn't being, you know, yeah, just, I just wasn't being a good person, right? And so... Mm-hmm. So was there a specific thing that made you realize that? or was Many it more things, like you know, like many things. And... But it's... And then, yeah, I mean, I started... I started actually in SLA. So that's Sex and Love Addicts. Anonymous, okay. yeah. Um, and because, because I had these issues, you know, I was like... I kept going into these like destructive relationships with toxic people mm-hmm. that I didn't even like and I just couldn't stop myself and I mm-hmm. kept it kept happening and at some point I was just like I need to st- 
I need to do something like to stop this right and so I started there and then you know that's a 12-step program so it's a spiritual program so it's the same as a, a or yeah. whatever you know um I feel like we could probably do a whole podcast just about self-help yeah. groups because I've also uh, sampled quite a lot of different uh, ones uh, in my time yeah uh, and I've I've been to something similar to that, uh, which was like an offshoot of Alcoholics Anonymous mm-hmm. for children of alcoholics. Yeah. But I, yeah, I just want to f- finish yes, my point real means. quick because because I I figured out like after really going deep because I, and then I was like, what is addiction? You know, what what is actually addiction? Can I is this an addiction? Mm-hmm. And in that case, you know, can I fix it? Can I heal it? But like. What I came on the other side, like we're talking three years in the future, I came out and I and I realized like no, it's it's not. It's attachment issues, you mm-hmm. know, because I I was abandoned basically as yeah. a child, you know. So and I was told that I that I wasn't worth anything and like my so so that made me like so when I finally connected with a man who was interested in me and my first boyfriend was. A criminal like he ended up robbing a bank right wow. and and he he was into me he wanted me it was like very intense and i i just loved it i was like this is this, i've never felt anybody <laughs> does, does sound exciting. give me that you know yeah and then and then because i i would fight like have crazy fights with my dad like he would he would paint these oil paintings and he would rip them up and like cut them with knives and one time we had such a bad argument. I, I lived from his house and I passed out. Um, and like an ambulance came, came to get me because it was just like, it was so intense. Like, mm. so, so that's like the level of emotional intensity that I'm used to, you know? And then you get addicted to it. <sighs> addicted. I mean, you get, you get issues from it. Like maybe borderline, you know, right. attachment issues, intimacy issues for sure. But I'm I'm really on the fence with the addiction in it because the whole concept of it, of addiction is very new. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you know, but no, no. Yeah, please. it's like only two hundred years old. Like okay. it's a concept. So mm-hmm. I'm like, because I feel like I healed that in me. Now I'm able to have sex with people, you know, mm-hmm. without all this bullshit, without the lies, you know, where it's just like free and so. So I'm doing the same thing, but I'm doing it from a conscious and happy place now. Yeah. So I, I can really relate to um, that sort of uh, story of like going from one kind of life to then going completely nuts. Like I wasn't married, but I had a very uh, isolated and very overprotective childhood. Mm-hmm. And my father died when I was very young, um, which, uh, you know makes a huge impression on you when you're a teenager i was 17 when he died and um you know there was a lot of emotion that i was completely unable to express at that mm-hmm. point and uh, then once i moved away from home i also went completely bananas with the uh, parties and <laughs> drinking and drugs and fetish parties and uh, SM clubs and yeah. all that uh, cr- crazy stuff which I'm and you know I'm glad I tried it now but I also look back at it and 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 I see how I also had no sense of my own limits uh, or like my yeah. own boundaries yeah, yeah. and totally, uh, totally. and, and uh, you know it did it did result in a depression um, and uh, eventually uh, of course, I was I was able to 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 work my way out of that depression, also thanks to to medication and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I never, you know, I never got into uh, anything spiritual uh, as such. But but I can just I can relate to that going from one, then you swing all the way yeah. over to the other side, and yeah. then you just want to go fucking crazy, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and I think like as soon as me and my ex broke up, I needed to fill that void like immediately, you know. Mm-hmm. I wasn't waiting two seconds before I was on some some dating side, you know. Like so I didn't take the time to heal because I was just desperate to find something to replace it. And I you know, and that's when you make really bad mistakes. That's why chapter one is called hungry shopping, you know, because you, you make bad choices. <laughs> Always a bad you know? idea. Yeah, 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 it's a really bad idea. You just end up with chicken nuggets and whatever. Yeah. I don't know, you know. 
So yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So but looking at that and knowing that I'm just not alone in it, and then that's what so many people have written to me that they feel so seen mm-hmm. because they know the pattern and yeah. they've been there and. And that's coming back to like growing up, uh, you know, in a household with alcoholism and stuff like that. It's like the long-term effects of that is another thing we don't talk about in Denmark because, ooh, nobody's an alcoholic. But a lot of people in Denmark are alcoholics. Like more than 300,000 people, which is like, it's a lot of people, you know. And those people have kids and they don't take good care of their kids because they're fucking drunk all the time. So, and then we have issues later on, you know, and nobody has you know putting the spotlight on it and that's one of the other things i wanted to do is to talk about that because yeah yeah. and that's also that's one of the things where i could also totally see my uh you know the toxic masculinity culture in me because when i was getting really depressed the way i dealt with it was i would go to work when I was done at work, I would go buy beer and I would go home and drink till I passed out. And then I was able to get up next day and repeat it. But, mm. you know, I, I just, I numbed uh, myself completely yeah. uh, for a long period of time. Right? Yeah. And, you know, that's that's what you learn as a, as a man. That is, you know, you're not supposed to talk about your feelings. Mm-hmm. You're basically not supposed to have any feelings. And, you know, if it if there's something that hurts, you know, drink some beer. And yeah. uh, it it's it's so sad to yeah. think about, right? And especially yeah. for, like, you know... Yeah, and that we can't just be real in general. That, that we can't be honest and vulnerable and open with each other. Mm. Like, and on the bad days, too, you know. I'm sometimes... Yesterday I was down here. I was fucking crying all day long. I had to have the shop open. And mm. so people came in and I'm just like... <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm having a day, so wow. you know, like, okay. and I don't know. But that re- that requires a lot, a different kind of strength to be able to do that. I think that's that's something that I admire in 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 a lot of women actually, and you know, my girlfriend as well, being able to like, you know, just cry sometimes, yeah. and yeah. Uh, then so you know, nice. five minutes after being super strong again, yeah. and like, you know, I think for a lot of, okay, maybe I can only talk for myself, but you know, I'll be like. I'm still like maybe you know I'll I'll be in a good mood for a week and then eventually it'll it'll be like I'll crash and then everything sucks yeah. and then I'll just be like completely fucked for a whole day yeah. right yeah uh, but uh, being able to have that like just naturally bouncing back and forth with it I yeah. think that's that's a kind of resilience that I I would really like to learn I mean I'm just learning that yeah. it's still very hard for me when I'm like I is I still feel super shitty but I mean I try to know that after each low there's a high Mm. i know it now you know at least i've been like there so many times and and usually there's something to learn there too you know and when you when you're getting tested you know for sure because you need to figure something out yeah yeah and now i don't know exactly what kind of spirituality it is you're into but i hear you talk about god and meditating and stuff yeah and I never liked the. I never liked when people said, you know, everything happens for a reason. For instance, I, I I always thought that was bullshit. But one thing that I do believe in is that you know, it might be random why something happens, but uh, it's still better for you if you get something out of it or if you learn something from it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not like I don't necessarily or I don't think that you know so this and that happens because God is sending me a message, but. I can still like analyze it and say, okay, th- this makes me maybe, um, you know, get my shit together a little bit more or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you talk about God sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you believe in God? I mean, I mean, uh, how to approach it? I mean, not, not, not the Christian God in any sense, but um, I definitely love to surrender. You know, I love to surrender my will and to just be grateful. So, I mean, I, I do that like many times a day to just remind myself, you know, of gratitude and okay. and surrendering because, yeah, I'm trying not to be in my will. You know, I'm trying to let go of wanting yeah. things to be a certain way because that's like, you know that's misery basically to want things to be another way that than they yes, are yes so i'm so i'm trying to be in surrender most of the time you know okay and and the concept of god helps me in that but i think you you could call it your higher self you could call mm-hmm. it the universe i mean 
I think it's a place that you can access in your mind. I mean, I access that place through meditation. Yeah. Yeah. I had to stop doing drugs because they made me religious. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I had this uh, one time when I was doing psilocybin uh, yeah. mushrooms. And I had this vision of a... I was I was uh, lying down to sleep and uh, when I closed my eyes I saw this huge shiny cross and the words God loves you just appeared in my head and it felt like a thought that came from somewhere else it didn't feel like one of my own thoughts it felt like something that came from outside that's beautiful it is and I felt amazing for a long time afterwards yeah. you know that's the kind of experience that makes people run out in the streets and say oh you know God is real yeah. and stuff yeah um, and uh, the problem is I can't reconcile it with my you know um, agnostic view of the world yeah. like I, I can't I can't get that stuff to make sense I, I have to say um, come back to what I was saying, because I think it's important to just to just mention the path that I took, because you asked me when did it change for you, like when mm-hmm. did you become liberated or whatever, how unprogrammed or yeah, you know, yeah. free, and so after doing, a, you know, AA and I did that for a couple of years, then I found a, this woman called Lacey Phillips. She she was doing something like about um, manifesting through the universe, like getting the things that you want and she said that in order for you to do that you have to reprogram your subconscious so right. whatever happened to you between zero and you know seven more or less you know that's the pattern that you're going to repeat so yeah. if we're talking about romantic relationships if i've seen a, a, a destructive uh, toxic pattern then this is what i'm going to loop in it's right it's scary it's yeah but the, the, the fucking cool thing is that you can you can change it you can reprogram it so i did that so i spent like two months in Italy where I I haven't cried that much in my fucking entire life. I went up and down a mountain every day for two months. I was all by myself. Okay. And I was doing these deep... It's like a hypnosis. So whenever you're triggered, like if a guy would like whistle at me in the street, I would, I would feel triggered by that. I would be like, fuck that guy, fuck mm. that guy. And then I'll go home, I'll do the meditation, and then I'll go deeper and, and see like why you triggered, why you bothered, why do you give a fuck. So were you doing all this on your own or was yeah, it some kind of like it was resort? Like, it's or? like tapes. I was just listening to tapes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. To, to, and then so I did that reprogramming and then I read a book. It's like an audio book called Letting Go, Go, Letting Go by Dr. Hawkins. Okay. It's, um, that helped me. I listened to it like 800 times and, and you know, because the way that he's viewing emotions and how to go through emotions and sitting with your emotions and then, you know, and then I started listening to all the, the, the teachings, you know, like, what is it? How can how can I be happy? Because I was so, you know, c- consistently unhappy, you know, and I, I and I started to see my ego like writing pseudo and, you know, getting that view from above. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I started to see my ego. I started to see that I'm always unhappy. It doesn't matter what's happening. It's just not good enough. You know, there's always this other thing I need to get like awards we were talking about like you mm. know external validation this other guy this relationship this money this house you know and yeah. so i started to look at like so what is it that 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 you know really is happiness and according to these people you know it's surrender so i've i've become a, a hot materialist I must say, okay. like after after moving to Copenhagen, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I used to. Where are you from? I'm from Jutland, mm-hmm. uh, far out in the country, um, and um, for a while, you know, I went to school in Vibor, uh, the animation school, mm-hmm. and um, and for a while, uh, I was getting hugely into also some of that spiritual stuff like uh, Eckhart Tolle and yeah, um, yeah. like. Uh, even like stuff like the secret and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and I was making vision boards oh, and, uh, oh. and trying to attract the, the things I wanted yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And um, I I think I I just uh, became really disillusioned by it because I think the problem is for for me a lot of it it puts your focus on always like 
wanting Getting to be something. something. It's yeah, super, yeah, yeah. super dumb. And, and yeah. of course, yeah, that's a very and, important but point let me to just make. Fin- can I just finish? Yeah, of course. It's just that uh, it, it actually ended up making me really miserable because, uh, you know, then you blame yourself that you had negative thoughts. And it's like, oh, this bad thing happened because you happened to have a negative thought at three o'clock in the morning. And it's like, who the fuck can live with that responsibility? Like, because everyone has all kinds of thoughts all the time, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, if you, if you have to like monitor yourself all the time and beat yourself up about negative thoughts that just became such a negative spiral for me so I just became completely like okay I'm getting rid of all this shit and <laughs> you know um, I, I've, I've just become very very wary of like goals and stuff and like having all these kinds of ideals yes you know? of course and I think that's the that's the beauty of it is for me yeah I started like that I started because ooh I can manifest stuff that's amazing mm. and but she made me deal with all my fucking past like I took up each piece of shit that happened in my childhood that I could still remember because a lot of it I've just repressed so deep that I'll never come out right but mm. whatever I did I did look at it you know and I never wanted to do that and it fucking healed me so you know that that is the turning point for me yeah. that yeah I got sucked into it because of manif- manifesting and of course your thoughts don't control what yeah, yeah, happens yeah. to yeah, you exactly. that's bullshit you know exactly. it's very important to but I think the good thing about it is that you can you can change your patterns you can go from like an insecure attachment style to a secure attachment mm. style if you work on it so just to say like there is actually a way out of looping in your pattern. Yeah, what 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 I think sounds good about the way that you talk about it is that it sounds like you actually got to a point where you were done with it. Yeah, and yeah. Because that's one of the things what, that can make me a little skeptical about like that kind of like self work can be that it feels almost like an an endless bottomless pit, you know. Yeah, where it's like, but it's it, not. No, 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 that's 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 interesting because I don't think I've actually heard about a lot of people who got to that point where they were able to say okay I'm done with it yeah but I mean it took me I think it took me a few years and I'm you know grateful and lucky that I had time yeah you know I had time to do the work and and I don't think a lot of people have that time make that time you know but I was miserable enough that I that I made the time because I felt so shitty you know and then later on after everything and having meditated for like a million years and getting so enlightened and to this level of consciousness you know, some some guy pointed out that I might just be borderline, and I'm like, <laughs> "Fuck you, fuck you, man." But I mean, yeah, I mean, when I say I say half jokingly that I became very materialistic after moving to Copenhagen, but I actually, it's kind of I mean it seriously because it's like you try finding an apartment in Copenhagen and you butt your head against like the banks and housing companies and uh, you know uh, magical thinking and all that doesn't get you very far when you get out in the physical reality yeah. of like you know late capitalist uh, society um so like i that's like actually part of the reason why i started to work very differently with my writing and yeah. my cartoons is that i realized like fuck all that bullshit because there's a real world here that is built of some structures that and you know there's uh, economy and polit- politics and um you know very little of what we think of as uh, the way the world is is uh, god given or natural or whatever it's something that someone constructed right that we were born into yeah and i've just become much more interested in that and like in how society shapes our way of thinking and our desires and yeah um yeah like how we are taught what to desire totally and the the whole letting go book is actually about that it's about like reprogramming that in your mind and saying like okay so they they took your mind and then they told you like this is value like what what what's in your bank account equals value that's bullshit of course but you think that it's true because that's what they told you you know that you've seen it in a thousand movies exactly when you were a child and your brain was like in a in a theta state of just absorbing everything you know so you gotta go and do the work to fucking get that bullshit out of your mind yeah it takes a while i mean oh yeah oh yeah yeah so what made you put all that stuff into a comic book of all things? That's so weird. I think I it, it was because I saw I saw a talk. I went to like a 
like a congress or some shit like you know and there was a talk some guy talked about how he made a comic and it was like so, it looked so approachable like the, the drawings were kind of dumb and do easy do you remember who he was no i don't i don't i could probably research that but okay. no i'm so shit with names okay. and stuff yeah um and i hadn't i hadn't read his work i didn't know his work mm-hmm. i just saw it there um and 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 then that was just when i when i started dating so i was the the conference was in berlin and i was hooking up with a guy in berlin that i had mm-hmm. met on this dating site and so you know it was fun for me to sort of also because i was so nervous like i hadn't you know hooked up with anybody but my husband for like nine years so it was right. like what the fuck and you know i had never met the person and stuff it was like it was borderline behavior in that way like doing dangerous shit you know risk taking yeah exactly and and just fucking shit up and you know burning it down you know <laughs> which is also fun it's also fun oh yeah and 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 i think also good as an artist and and as a person yeah that that's a bit of a different conversation but mm. yeah I, I, I totally yeah. feel you yeah where was i you were just uh, explaining how you saw that talk or congress oh, thing yeah, yeah. with the guy who did made yeah. a comic and yeah. that connected with you somehow yeah and then i and then i started drawing that situation in berlin going to meet the guy what happened in the hotel right and that's actually that is in pseudo now those very first drawings oh that's interesting yeah yeah i remember that yeah. scene yeah so um and and then yeah i sent that to a publisher and then you know pike from basilisk was interested in it and asked me to do more and then the ball was kind of rolling from yeah. there you know yeah yeah so and but I didn't know the scope of it at that time. I had no fucking clue what I I set out to do, you know. But I mean, in Italy, when I was doing my shadow work and I was I was praying to God to be a channel, you know. I was on my knees on the on the little highway there, just like crying and praying and like, please let it let it you know come through me, whatever it is I need to say because I didn't know what it was. Yeah, you know, like although it's my story, it's kind of weirdly not exactly i don't know i don't know how yeah to... you have you have to make some some choices right because even if even if it's real life uh, you know real life doesn't make sense or at least it doesn't adhere to like story structure yeah. or anything so you you have to be able to make the right choices and and kind of decide what you want the story to say right yeah um, yeah and i think that's very hard to 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 do when you're close to it and and yeah uh I, I don't know if I think you can almost only hope that it works right uh, like because I, I definitely wasn't sure either if if what I was trying to put into something awful if, if that was coming through at all but mm-hmm. fuck man I'm so relieved that it did yeah. you know and when you hear that what people get out of it is it's actually so what nice. you wanted them yeah. to get out of it yeah that's the best thing I mean that that's for me that's the fucking yeah 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 it's it's you know, like I teach uh, comics as well mm-hmm. to young people, and you know, I always tell them it's, you know, if they take one thing away from the class, it is should be that it's communication. Yeah. And uh, I think that, in a way, it's almost like. I don't know if it's because I was so isolated and lonely when I was a child that it became like a way of talking to other people, uh, mm-hmm. almost like uh, you know, putting it into a comic and hoping that someone would like understand yeah, right yeah yeah <laughs> um, so had did yeah because you you've been drawing comics for, for yeah yeah forever or absolutely it, yeah. it's in my dna yeah. I, I mean for as long back as i can remember yeah. and and making little uh, self-published uh, comics uh, on a photocopying yeah. machine and uh, and selling and uh, then of course uh, i went into animation and uh, burned out on that completely uh, because it was totally not what I wanted to yeah, do. Yeah. Um, I thought for I thought when I was younger I thought that it would be like the logical step in a way, you know, you like to draw and uh, then you can make a living as an animator, but it's it's so different because, you know, you spend uh, all your time and energy on some big project someone else uh, has come up with and other people's characters and, you know, I wanted to tell my own stories. Yeah. That I wanted the creative freedom and I just don't have the mindset for being part of some big production and you know, it's it's like it's so corporate, it's like so far removed from everything that I really wanted yeah. to do, right? Um you know, uh, 
it's uh, it's so commercial. Yeah. And, uh, I think, and a lot of us start out that way, right? I mean, yeah. I started out that way too. So. Yeah. I mean, not exactly, but yeah, also doing flash banners and, you know, stuff like that. Okay. In, way in the beginning, yeah. Okay. I was like a, a, on an agency, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And or like in, with with the morning people, like all my dress up, you know, like <laughs> yeah, trying to trying to play that role. Yes, really, I was yes. trying to play a role. Like I didn't know. Like, and that brings us back to that thing about like finishing at work and then buying alcohol. Yeah, just yeah, to yeah. Get exactly. to, <laughs> just to fucking. Like I, I don't like, you know, I. That, that's also one of the reasons why I feel super weird about like talking about like. Um, career or doing this as a career or or almost like as if I'm a kind of businessman or something because um, what it really boils down to is that I cannot you know get up at eight o'clock or seven o'clock in the morning whatever yeah and go into an office and sit and work like I would go crazy yeah. I mean I'm I'm doing this because I don't think I can do much else yeah. you know and yeah. and and I didn't even like when I came to Copenhagen I I was so disillusioned that I I had no hope of making any money off of doing comics or anything. Mm-hmm. I basically just decided uh, I'm I'm dying in the animation business, so I'd rather just go out and get some normal job and then just make my comics in my own time. Yeah. And and that's that's what I started doing six six years ago, I think. Um, and. I don't know if I would. I mean, I don't know if I would say it worked out, or you know, I don't know if I'm. I'll say it worked out. Yeah. But I mean, why not? Uh, yeah, like, I mean, on. you can look at it <laughs> different ways, but like, I, I feel weird that that people. You won an award, man! It worked sh- out. Sure, but you know, it, it like my my bank manager would still yeah. prefer that I went and did a job at Netto. Like that would make more sense, like from a financial perspective, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's ironic because you know, I I've been like nominated for that cultural the Ministry of Cultures award, and you go in and you meet Joy Monson, who was the Minister of Culture at that time. Yeah. And then you go back to your one room, your shitty one room apartment in the fucking ghetto, right? <laughs> uh, because you know you can, I mean, yeah, it's nice with this kind of honor and stuff, but yeah, uh, yeah, it doesn't pay your rent, right? No, exactly, and and I just. I guess I kind of want people to 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 know that or acknowledge that the uh, sort of irony yeah. that we are used to. You know, I I'm I'm guess I'm a victim of that myself. That I feel like you know you measure success in money, right? Yeah. Um, and at the same time, I I also know that 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 is not the reason why we do what we do, right? Yeah. Um, no, I think, I mean, and I think letting go of that, you know, coming to a point where, yeah, where you really, where you really realize deep in you that it doesn't, it doesn't make you happy, you know, having, you know, enough, of course, helps a lot. But after that, it's just, you, you put glitter on it, on, yeah, yeah on being wealthy and you can sit in a mansion, like I said last time and be miserable. Yeah. So, I mean, but it's nice to have a mansion compared to uh, sitting on the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can sit on the street and still be happy. I mean, I guess so. I I understand what you're saying, uh, but I also feel like it's important to address like those material aspects, which is you know, I don't like the idea of romanticizing, uh, like you know, the poor starving artist in a way because, um, sure, I did choose it myself, but at the same time. Did I really choose it? Like, well, because like I'm not sure I could go and get a, a day job or a full time yeah, yeah. job. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I'm working full time as an artist, and I'm not mm-hmm. poor, not at all. So, right. So just to put that out there, like. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. And is that success for you? No, but it's nice. Yeah, it's for sure. It's nice that I don't have to think about it and that I can finally do what I want. Yeah. But I worked hard for that. Yeah. And uh, and now I'm at a point where I can finally do what I want and I think I fully deserve it. So I'm mm-hmm. like I'm I'm just enjoying it. I'm really I enjoy that I get to do whatever Fuck yeah. I want and that I can live that way because like the same as you, but I don't want to frame it that way. To say like that I can't do anything else because I did everything else. I had a successful business. I like, you know, I 
took a degree in university. I did all the things mm-hmm. like that society asked me to do and I did them well, but you know, I just prefer to be free really. You know? Yeah. Well, I, I still can't make a living off of my, um, my comics work. Like yeah. I maybe could like do more illustration work for instance, but I pretty much just decided that I would rather separate the two and like just like I have some some pretty good day jobs that I'm like part-time jobs that I'm yeah. pretty happy with and you know then I can go and do that and I don't have to really worry about it then it's just like that's covered and yeah. then I can then that's also a kind of freedom because that means I don't have to worry about my comics paying my rent of for course. instance yeah um so so no, I think it's a good, a good way to do it. I used to do the same too. Yeah. For many years, I had a part-time job doing graphic design and then I would do my own on the side, you know. Yeah. And, and, and also taking it slow, you know, and building, you know, your business so you know that it has legs to stand on when you, you know, when you finally yeah. jump, you know, or if you want to jump because it's not for everybody as well, you know. It's also like a, a lifestyle you know that that you actually don't have obligations yeah it doesn't matter if it's monday or tuesday or sunday you know like you're just like floating freely (laughs) it's it's crazy and for a long time i was super scared of falling off the edge of society you know like letting go of all my obligations you know yeah and stop picking up my phone and all that yeah (laughs) so it's like but it's scary but it's nice it's funny because uh, i teach in that uh, in the copenhagen youth school and once in a while they will have these uh, meetings for the teachers and i feel like that's almost like a little holiday in real life in a way i i always uh, yeah. i always hate it but i also like enjoy it because it's like i get a little look into what it's like uh getting up and going to a, a, a works a, a, you know traditional workplace yeah um and um I th- but i think there there's also a pressure that you know you t- on us that we have to turn something we like into money uh, always that is like yeah you know well if you like to make comics then you should yeah, make that your business yeah. or something right and and i've my what i've worried what i've always been afraid of has always been like as as an as a creative person has always been that you know if you put that as your priority that okay i have to make money off of this or mm-hmm. i have to make a living as an artist then you might end up doing a whole lot of jobs that you actually don't like yeah then you can say oh yeah i my art pays my rent but yeah but why is that a goal yeah even? exactly yeah, it's exactly dumb. exactly yeah. it's just another program so exactly yeah. um and uh, and that's a, yeah and then when people still i actually thought about making a t-shirt that says yeah got yeah <laughs> they, that's the first thing that oh you're an artist Carol can yes. you make a living out of it you know and yeah, and I actually thought about putting a big sign up, and but then I was like, no, I better, I better, I better stop myself. But I wanted to be like, uh, it, it's you a, know, because it, it's interesting on so many levels. I'm sorry, but I'm kind of just laying down. Yeah, it's, it's, I just, I just had to make <laughs> yeah, sure yeah, that it wasn't that I was talking yeah, so no. much and it was so boring <laughs> no, no. that you just decided to lie down. <laughs> just, uh, it's Sunday after all. Right? Yeah, true. Um, I'm actually really thirsty. I don't yeah. know if we should pause it or Let's if we can just it. go and.